Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Harriet Kimmick with Down to Earth. It's the show in which we talk about down-to-earth matters, and today on our show, we have quite a bit to talk about. The first thing we're going to talk about is we have Kenatha Pearson uh, of Warrior Women on a Mission. Uh, it's a project that handles, that helps to deal with survivors of human trafficking, so Kenatha is going to tell us what her project is all about, and immediately after that, we're going to talk about the Katie Hill debacle, what's on earth is going on with Katie Hill. So stay tuned for that. So how is everybody doing? It's the 29th of October. And I had to check the calendar because I don't believe it either. October is, is, an, is, an, is a known factor, right? Halloween is in two days. Anybody ready for Halloween? Haven't chosen my costume yet. I don't typically dress up for Halloween. I think it's fun. But trick-or-treating, candy, I think I got some candy. I think so. Or I'll head to the store today and fill up on candy, right? So I know everybody's going to post pictures of what they're going to do with with, with Halloween. And I am ready for it. (laughs) I am totally, totally ready for it. So in introducing our subject, right, uh, as you know by now, Katie Hill, who is a representative, a female representative, from California, and she has recently resigned in the wake of published text messages and a sexual relationship with one of her campaign staffers. Now, the allegations have turned the corner, and I wanted to ask the question, is there a double standard for women in power? Because she's resigning for having a relationship with her staffer, but men do this all the time. They don't resign. They're not asked to resign. So we're going to delve into that, the allegations around it. No, we're not going to get into the salaciousness of it. I'm not going to publish photographs or so on because at this point it has become a legal case and anybody else who distributes the photographs are most likely going to be involved in that legal case and certainly it won't be me. So please don't do that, right? But I, I feel that we should talk about it. It's California's 25th congressional district. And it seems to me there are two things there. I think it's political, but I also think it's a case of revenge porn, right? So we're going to talk about that. And I know you all have something to say. So, but before I do that, let's have a quick chat with Kenatha Pearson. And she's going to tell us all about her project that helps human trafficking victims here in Michigan. Thank you so much. And uh, hello. Um, so, my organization is Warrior Women on a Mission. Uh, we mm-hmm. bring the awareness about human trafficking through um, speaking engagements, as well as awareness events, as well as one-day seminars. So we do that. Um, to, um, tomorrow, we actually are going to have a Facebook Live discussion. So definitely stay tuned to our Facebook page, Warrior Women on a Mission because uh, we're going to be discussing issues related to human trafficking. So that's what we're doing. 
Right. So tell us, what is human trafficking for those who perhaps have not lived on the planet in the last five years? But tell us, what is human trafficking? Um, Human trafficking is known as modern-day slavery. It is the recruitment, hiring, and transporting and obtaining or maintaining of a person through force, fraud, dead bondage, slavery, and voluntary servitude. So basically, human trafficking is about those three tenets, fraud, fraud, or coercion. Uh Uh-huh. So your organization is dedicated to creating awareness uh, and providing information and so on to the public. Yeah, pretty much putting um, aware in the public as much as possible and pretty much preventing because I believe – believe if we know more about it and more what to look for, we're more aware of our surroundings. Mm-hmm. Where people are more aware of it. A lot of times people don't know what it is, you know, so they just think, oh, it's talking about kidnapping. No, it's not just talking about kidnapping or mm-hmm. um, in the middle of the night, but it's also talking about, you know, being forced to be doing something you don't want to do, you know, forced right. to have sex with so many men. You know? Right. Absolutely. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that out. It's force mm-hmm. fraud. It's force yeah. and fraud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. What has your experience been like in talking to, in dealing with human trafficking? Do you think it's a problem, a major problem? I think it is. It's more of a problem than we think. I, You know, I, we have to really watch it. I'm not trying to scare people, but we have to really watch our surroundings. I think even for us as adults, because there's organ trafficking, there's labor trafficking, you know, so <clears throat> to be nobody's exempt from it personally. Wow, interesting. I like that. We have to be aware even as adults. What advice would you give to uh, women today? Do you think that in light of the Me Too movement that women should, women are still vulnerable and should still watch out for those who they come in contact with? Yeah, I think so because if they use more tactics now through social media and still um, at malls and parties because we have to watch all sources over there in that arena because it just happens and things can happen even with this like you said the Me Too move which I which I brings a good question into it um, they still have to watch because everybody's not going to respect Me Too movement you know. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, you can be in a somebody's truck and you don't even know. So I always tell people, be aware of your surroundings, what you drink, mm-hmm. your partying, who you with. You know, just be aware because people can can pretend a certain thing and be involved in something else. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is something to think about. I mean, women still need to be aware of our surroundings. But what about young girls? There's, a, there's an epidemic of missing young women in our Metro Detroit community. What do you think that uh, that could be? I, I was actually at something, a rally not long ago, about a month ago, that actually brought up that question kind of pretty much. But what it seems to me, it's always like a lack of watching our kids in the home, a lack mm-hmm. of having, you know, people having boyfriends in the home, you know, and it's also a lack of, you know, just, having being in a poor area you know the economy plays a really big role in african-american in african-american communities because a lot of times people can't get jobs people don't have no outlet so therefore they get they get involved kids get Mm -hmm. get involved in 
help meeting somebody online or and going out to parties, and then next thing you know, you know they're they're gone. Right, right, absolutely. That's that's an interesting one. So you're having an event tomorrow, right? Yes, yes, I am. So it's going to be a Facebook Live discussion. We're going to be talking about the issues related to human trafficking because right. it this kind of rolls into that. You know, not you know should um should or should not. A prostitute should be legalized, you know, sex workers' rights, um, you know, wow. you know, at the border, you know, human trafficking at the border, um, tips during the holidays, because the holiday season is coming in, traffickers are, are going to be out there at malls. You probably may say, well, wow. shop online. But people wow. do still go to the mall. Mm-hmm. Right. And so be careful at these parties, you know, holidays and shopping, and you get with your kids, and you get in the hustle and bustle. Another thing we're going to talk about is this sexual culture that we end up possibly making it harder for us to, for our young people to even see it because our, we're in such a pimp culture. Our celebrities, our music, musicians are constantly talking about the pimp life are constantly making it look glamorous that Jeez. if they're getting um, pimped, they're not realizing they're getting pimped. Wow. So, wow. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. So it's, so your event is tomorrow, and you're going to talk about a lot. That's a lot to talk about. Um, I can't wait mm-hmm. to hear what happens. So this event is going to take place on your Facebook page, Warrior Woman on a Mission. has a yes. fake Facebook page. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, There's going to be other people on there. You know, it's going to be a group including you. We're all going to be on there discussing this. So we're all going to have this discussion. I can't wait to have you on there with me. So. I'm getting excited about it tomorrow. So I am excited. Uh, I'm excited. I got my stuff ready. I'm just ready to us to dive into this conversation because it does need to be talked about these issues. And um, a lot of times we we always, you know, we're against legalization of it. I'm against it too. But uh, we just need to have the discussion because there's a lot of people who are not against it out here. And they, wow. you know, we bring the pros, the cons to the table. Sometimes it's just about bringing it to the table and seeing all sides, what somebody thinks. So I got um, a good set of people that's going to be there. So it's going to be really nice. I'm excited tomorrow about that. Tomorrow night, definitely at 7 I'm p.m. Stay tuned. I, I'm excited, and guess what? It's not going to snow. Hey, you remember the last time we were there in January? Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. It's not going to snow. You know, we had these politicians there, and, and I'm thinking maybe they're going to back out, but they did, and they all came to ask. And I was like, okay. You know, it was just really, um, and that was the Human Trafficking Awareness Month. That's January, which is that month. So, I'm working mm-hmm. on doing something like that again, but probably with mm-hmm. some different politicians. So I'm going to see what mm-hmm. definitely happens with that. Yeah. Um, also, stay tuned. I will be doing a podcast coming out soon as well for mm-hmm. stuff. And I'll definitely be keeping you in uh, mind um, to have you on, definitely, on my show. So definitely I'll. Absolutely. Yeah. I support that. Let me know when that happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to like release it come next month or delayed in December at the latest. So I'm in the process mm-hmm. of it. I got a small episode I'm working on already just to see how it goes. And then over time, we're just going to keep on going with it. So, yeah. Absolutely. I, Go for it, girl. And I do like your topics that you be talking about. They're very interesting on here. Uh, so many podcasts <laughs> that I listen to. I love podcasts because I can listen to them on the go. Right. All the time. 
So I listen to yours. It's another girl. I listen to a lot of people. But I be like, there's so many good ones. Oh, my God. Who am I going to listen to today? You know? No. And you know, the funny thing is podcasting has now become the wave of the future. I've been doing it for 10 years now. And to be honest with you, a lot of it, mm-hmm. it's like radio on demand. So you can get to listen to my show and Kanata's show whenever you feel like it, wherever you are. And it's amazing how it has it has become. But this is a topic that I really, I'm going to have to have you back uh, mm-hmm. next week to talk about the legalization of prostitution. I think that's a conversation we need to have, right? So okay. after tomorrow, after tomorrow, let's set up for next week. And we're going to talk okay. about the legalization of prostitution. I'm probably going to do that one in the evening. I'm probably going to do a Wednesday evening. Because yes. probably not Wednesday, people go to Bible study on Wednesday, probably like a Tuesday evening or a Thursday yes. evening. And and talk about that because I think a lot of people need to hear what we have to say and what you have to say about it. Yeah, because it is a topic and um that that's in political storm, I call it right now, but it's it's like really everybody is sticky on the whole thing. So it's still kinda like a <laughs> But then, but then people are talking about maybe it could work, and it's like everybody's going back and forth with the thing. So well, I have some interesting views on that, so we we will talk about that. But so, where can people find you? Warrior Woman on a Mission. This is an organization that brings awareness about human trafficking. Where is your website and so on? Tell us about that. So my um website is Warrior Woman on a Mission at Gmail dot com. Our um. That is our um, email address. The website is warriorwomanonamission.com. So it's just like it is. Just, uh, and then, of course, on Facebook, like us on Facebook, Warrior Woman on a Mission. Just look for um, the lady with the wings, I call it now. So just look for her. And um, it's red and white, so you'll see that, you know. And just give us a like and keep watching our events. You definitely can see the live Facebook um, cast. You can see all that. So it'll be a lot of stuff I'll be posting on there. All righty. Well, thanks so much, Kanafa. I look forward to being there tomorrow. Thanks for coming back. And we're going to talk next week about the legalization of prostitution. Wonderful. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Be blessed. Uh, Kanafa, that was Kanafa Pearson with Warrior Woman on a Mission. And we talked briefly about human trafficking and... uh, and uh, about the legalization of prostitution. That's going to happen. Let's talk about it, right? Uh, So uh, today I wanted to talk about, uh, I wanted to talk about Representative Katie Hill. And I'm kind of hesitating because I am not comfortable with the idea, simply because I'm a woman too. And like most women, we have shared uh, intimate photos, right? Intimate photos of of ourselves with people who we have been in uh, relationships with, right? And I don't think that it's fair to for her to engage uh, and for her to be pilloried the way she's been attacked since she decided to end the relationship. As far as I'm concerned, consensual sex is consensual sex, right? I don't care who you do your consensual sex with. That's your business. Behind closed doors, in front of closed doors, it's not my business. I don't care. As long as you're not doing it with children and animals, 
then do do you, right? However, it seems to me that there is a double standard for women in power as opposed to men in power. Men in power can engage in consensual relationships with whomever they want to engage with, right? So they can have sex with anybody, male, female, name it, he, them. And nobody, when it is discovered, he's not asked to resign. He's not, the pressure is not on him. He's not subject to cyber exploitation, and he definitely doesn't get revenge porn. In this case, I read the story about Katie Hill, and, and next week, uh, Kanafe is going to come back and talk about the legalization of prostitution. I didn't want to bring her into this conversation because she would have a lot to say, <laughs> right? Because it talks about, was there some kind of exploitation that took place? Katie Hill and her husband are adults. They engaged in sex with another person whom they invited into their relationship. And that person was eventually became a campaign staffer. And there's some political fallout because Katie Hill had ran against an incumbent Republican in a highly contested district in 2018. And the Republicans did not like the fact that maybe they lost the seat. You know what I mean? I don't think they enjoyed the fact. So they're, they're, they're paying for it. And what happens is uh, people take pictures when they're having sex. You know, I guess they're high or whatever. I'd advise you not to. But I'd advise you not to have sex anytime there's a camera in the room. If there's going to be a camera in the room, I think you need to say, I, I don't want to engage with a camera, right? So her, she was probably high, not aware of it. Her husband, however, kept tabs. And her husband published those photos of her. This is prior to her winning the election in 2018. These ha- this happened in 2017. Her husband published the photographs of her on websites called Would You My Wife or one of them, wifesharing.com. And it seems as if they were having fun. They brought this other young woman into their three throuple. It's called a throuple because it's three of them. And everybody seems to be having a good time. So Katie Hill wins. She goes to Washington. And in May of this year, she ended the relationship between the young woman. She also ended her marriage. Her husband, people don't like that because now you're a public figure, right? So now people are like, wait just a minute, right? People are like, hey, wait just a minute. Hey, Raven, right? And and now people want to be like, Raven, talk about this, right? People want to be like, are you serious? People are like, are you serious? So I wanted to bring in somebody else to this conversation. Her name is Alexandra McLennan, and she is an author and a women's rights advocate in her own right, and she's also uh, a lawyer. She's passed the, uh, she studied and graduated law school, and I wanted to have her come in and weigh in on this whole Katie Hill debacle. Is there a double standard for women in power? So we're going to welcome Alexandra to the Down to Earth podcast. Hello, Miss McLennan. Thank you. Hello, Alexandra. Good, good, Good morning. 
ask, as a women's rights advocate, uh, I wanted to ask you, do you think that Katie Hill is the, is, is the subject of uh, political pressure? Do you think there's a double standard for women in power? I absolutely do think there is a double standard for women in power. And you find it that it's an insidious standard that's really hard to spot and call out, but you see it in situations like this. Um, Katie Hill, as we know, is resigning from her position in light of sexual misconduct allegations. Um, Mm -hmm. But (laughs) the thing is, there was a representative here from Michigan, Representative John Conyers, who recently passed away, may he rest in power, who, after a robust and illustrious political career, himself had to resign as the light in light of sexual misconduct allegations. Wow. Um, now, he resigned uh, shortly before he passed away, but that was only mm-hmm. after he'd already experienced all the privileges that come with being a member of Congress. He'd served for decades. He was right. one of the longest serving African American congressmen in United States history. He was mm-hmm. a civil rights advocate prior to his run as uh, or prior to his tenure in politics. Katie Hill, by contrast, has just started out. She just defeated a Republican opponent to win her seat in the California's 25th Congressional District. She hasn't even had the chance yet to have her turn at being um, an illustrious, decorated, well-respected member of Congress. And she has to resign. And when you look at the sexual misconduct allegations themselves, it's not so much sexual misconduct as much as it is she had a relationship with someone who was a member of her staff prior to that person becoming a member of her staff. So I absolutely think there is a double standard for women in power where you're held to higher moral standards that are virtually non-existent for men themselves. So this is a thing. So there is a double standard. Men are not held to the same standard, right? And and Mm -hmm. somehow women are punished. It seems that women are punished. Yes. Wow. I'm kind of digesting this because I'm thinking that after all this time, after all the inroads we've made, after the Me Too movement, after, you know, the rights to, for women to vote, after all of this, we still are being held to a standard that we had nothing to do with. Correct. I believe that is the case. If you would think that after all the strides that the Me Too movement has made and all of these strides we've made in making people aware of the insidious ways sexual assault and sexual misconduct can take place in the workplace or in the classroom, you would think that such double standards would be non-existent. Um, and this is also not necessarily an endorsement of Katie Hill herself. It's not um, mm-hmm. a sanctioning or an approval of her actions. Um to some extent, they were still inappropriate because the rule of thumb is that you don't mix business with pleasure, especially when you're in the, the fishbowl of life that is being uh, an elected official in the United States. But when you look at the amount of men in power who do the exact same thing and who we all know get away with it or are able to pay off people or are able to still have robust careers where they can live financially comfortable and still get appointments and still get tenure and still get respect and whose lives are not destroyed by these things. I mean, it's simply unfair. It's not, it's not to say it's men are able to, you know, sexually assault and impose power on vulnerable people, then women should be able to do it too. It is rather to say that 
if men are able to do those things without any repercussions on their careers, then the same should be held for women as well. So what you're saying is the standard should be equal, that if, 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 if it happened for women, if women are being held to that standard, then men should be held to the same standard. Yes, absolutely. If, if Representative Katie Hill's political career, as we know it, is over before it's even had a chance to start, and she will be shunned and turned away and blacklisted by people in mm-hmm. power, then the same thing should happen for men, especially when we have more hardcore uh, evidence that men mm-hmm. are committing more, far more vile acts of sexual assault than people like Katie Hill are committing, or rather sexual misconduct, I should say, that people are mm-hmm. like Katie Hill are committing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. But but let me ask you though, uh, what I find troubling about it is not just the uh, it's not just the fact that she she engaged in this open uh, threesome relationship. Uh, I think there's some naivety there because did she not realize that she could not have done this if she were seeking public office? Hmm, that's that's true. There probably was some naivete on her part. Um, and to address that, too, when it comes to um, naivete on the part of someone who is being accused of certain kinds of misconduct, I mean, look at the kinds of excuses that we've given to President Trump in regards to the 22 different sexual allegations currently against him. We, what, is, what is society's collective response? Oh, well, you know, he was young. Those women were easy. He didn't know any better. They were taking advantage of his position and his influence. Those aren't serious. We can't lend those any credibility. And the same thing is said of other men who are accused of these kinds of misconduct. That all yeah. kinds of excuses are pulled from left, right, and center. And they vary from his own naivete or his loneliness or it wasn't actually yeah. sexual assault, things mm-hmm. like that. Those are the same excuses we give to men in power. And they get right. to ride on the coattails of those excuses. Then why why doesn't this young woman get that same excuse? Well, she's young. She just got elected. She didn't know any better. She was estranged from her husband. She didn't have the proper advisors, et cetera, et cetera. No, instead, she gets the act while people like Brett Kavanaugh are still sitting on the United States Supreme Court. Well, I think I think in Brett Kavanaugh's case, there, they, they didn't have it remained an accusation because there was no concrete evidence. In 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 Katie Hill's case, there are pictures to prove it. Now there are some pictures that they say they didn't publish. There are intimate pictures uh, of her engaged in sexual conduct with a member of her staff, uh, the young woman mm-hmm. in question. So there is that picture. I mean. Two women in a photograph. I take pictures with women all the time. Does it mean that I'm in a sexual relationship with them? No. But, right, they, right. you know, I could take pictures with women in my kitchen in my pajamas. Does it mean that that's a sexual, does that have right. a sexual conversation? No. Right. But they actually have the text messages that back in their, their emails. So I think Brett Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, or whatever his last, however his last, Kavanaugh, you know, uh, I think in his case, because there were no, there's no concrete evidence, it kind of went like he say, she say, which is what we were all trying to say about sexual assault. It ends up the burden of proof is on the woman, the victim, to prove that. But in Katie Hill's case, I am not kidding you. After I read this, 
I myself found myself appalled. I was like, was she, I don't think she was naive. This is somebody who went to college. This is someone who is savvy enough to determine that she could run for Congress and carry out a campaign. But I was like, girl, what were you thinking? Did you really think that <laughs> at this, in, the, in this audience today, that people were really going to forgive this kind of thing? And then why right. I say it's revenge porn is because after she broke up with her husband was when he shared the images. Mm. Right? He 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 went public after she told them that she was done. So there are text messages saying, Are you leaving us high and dry? And she explained that I'm now in Congress and I can't really do this and I have to uh pay attention to this and it's not good for right. my image. Right. So it, it's kind of like she became vulnerable and, and people took advantage of that. Well, that's a note to self to all of us. Be careful who you sleep with. Absolutely. Do not take pictures. Isn't that the truth, Don't you think? Yes, absolutely. Especially when you're a woman, because with men, it's the rules are different, and it's yeah. uh, it's unfair. And we're trying to oh, the rules are different for women. Wow. Yes, but they're different, and you very you have to keep your uh, what is the phrase about keeping your uh, friends close and your enemies closer? No, not that one. Right? Keeping your cards. Hide your cards and keep them close mm-hmm. to your chest, right? Keep it close to your chest. Wow. That's what you really have to do. You have to play that and do that, especially so as a woman entering into a position of power. And perhaps before she was a representative, when she was just a civilian like the rest of us, what she was doing, there was really nothing wrong with it. She was estranged from her husband, and, uh, you know, she was sleeping with um, another woman, and then it seemed like her marriage was about to end. And these things happened to us normal civilians, but she realized well, now as an elected official, I can't, I can't act this way. So she did have some form of maturity with respect to uh-huh. that, but uh-huh. she, I guess it came just a little, too little too late. And it also came, too, when you had, it sounds like the, the husband and the spurned lover probably tag-teamed in trying to bring her down. You, you, you oh, see what boy. I mean? And uh, trying to get their people. vengeance against her, you know, hell hath no fury. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's more what that is. She did try to keep her cards close to her chest. It's just the uh-huh. conduct happened before she was an elected official, and now it came to light shortly after her being elected, which is where the conflict comes in. Right. I see what you mean, because the same thing, I see what you mean. You're drawing some parallels there, because the conduct that Brett Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh was accused of uh, happened before he became an elected official. The same thing right. with Katie Hill. The conduct happened prior to her being an elected official. And now right. and now that it has come to light. So, so what we're really saying then is... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I see what you're saying. So are we saying then that what people did before has no bearing... Uh, on their uh, character? Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely not. When you uh, when you sign up to run for office and then you become elected, part of accepting the power that comes with that is accepting the responsibility and accepting the fact that you are now held to an almost godlike standard in terms of every decision you make, in terms of every act you wow. partake in is now wow. viewed. You're in a fishbowl now, and you have people who whose names you don't even know who are judging you uh-huh. and judging your ability to do your job based on things that you do behind closed doors. However, that is not 
to say, however, that what you do behind closed doors should impact what you do in the public sphere. And I think with men like Brett Kavanaugh and other men who've been accused of sexual assault, men in power, visible men, my issue, which is what I'm going back to, my issue is that sexual misconduct allegations for them simply appear to just be a blip on their career radar. It's just almost like the cost of paying taxes or doing business. Like, yeah, eventually someone's going to accuse you of sexual assault or sexual misconduct, but it won't actually have any impact on your career or your ambitions or your aspirations. You just duke it out in court and duke it out with the media and then keep it moving. Where it seems as for women in power, oh, nope, this is the end of the bill. That's it. You're done. It's over for you. Nothing more for you. You have to resign from your position. You are out of a job. You're about to be left Mm. by your spouse. And now you're just great, then there is no hope for you. That's what my issue is, is that if that's so there the is standard a for women, standard. then it should also be the standard for men. Yeah, so there is a double standard. Yeah, that's what my contention is. Your contention is that and there is, and it's substantive, because for a man, yep. if he does that, it's just a matter of public relations, it's a matter of managing his public image. Uh, but he still remains in power, and he still retains his uh, his position of power. Whereas for a woman, it's you're over and out, resign. We mm-hmm. don't want to hear about you. We're done, or whatever. Can I just ask a simple right. question? Katie Hill's case. What are the laws surrounding her vacating her seat? Because resigning means she her seat is now up. It's a toss-up. What happens? Is that a special election? Right. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know at the top of my head exactly what the election process is. Most Mm -hmm. likely what will happen, and this isn't, you know, this isn't me giving legal advice. This doesn't count as legal advice in any way to anyone listening or to anyone tuning in. What will most likely happen is in light of her resignation, a special election will be called where perhaps another Democratic candidate will run off against the Republican candidate who lost to Katie Hill. That's most mm-hmm. likely what will happen. Or perhaps they will automatically give the seat to whomever had the second most votes, which is probably the Republican candidate who lost against her. That's most oh. likely what will happen. Kind of special election where both the, um, both the constituents and a certain board of people will determine who will fill the seat. That's most mm-hmm. likely what will happen in light of her resignation, especially so soon after she was appointed. She was recently elected, and now she's resigning. And with representatives, wow. terms are shorter than senators anyway, so there's that. Wow, I see. Well, thanks so much, Alexandra, for calling in. I guess we're going to call course. in. Sometime. It was a pleasure, of course. Thank it's you for having me. It's such a pleasure me. to have you and to hear. Alexandra is a millennial, and I don't know why we don't engage more with millennials, because their perspective, they're the leaders for tomorrow. I don't know why most of us are trying to forget it. But thanks, Alexandra, for calling in. I enjoyed your conversation, and I look forward to Thank having you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, and by the Thank way, where can we find more information mm-hmm. about you? Sure. Uh, so some more background in addition to my being a recent law school graduate. I am a freelance content writer and copy editor, as well as a social media manager. My mm-hmm. website is www.alexthewordsmith.com. That's all one word, no hyphens, no underscores, just www.alexthewordsmith.com. There is my contact information as well as my social media handles on Instagram. You can follow me at AlexTheWordsmith. On Twitter, I am at WordsmithAlex. And feel free to follow me and engage with me and hire me for your next freelance writing project. 
Absolutely. So I'll put your uh, website up on my Twitter page. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. So this conversation is something that, 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 that has to happen. And I'm just going to say this. This is just my two, two, two piece words. Uh, Raven, you were saying something. Uh, uh, walk away and subscribe. Thank you. Um, uh, the thing is that everybody, I, I feel like everybody's entitled to their political opinion. I feel like everybody's entitled to do, if you're an adult, then you are a consenting adult and you're entitled to do, you, you are doing what you feel you should do. That's how I think about it. But I also think that if you're, I just think that if you're seeking to become a public official, there is a certain standard that you should be held accountable to. And I know that there is the private person or the public person, and very rarely do the two meet. Very, very rarely. Most people, how they are in private is very different from who they are in public. And to some extent, we're all like, well, we, you know, when we're with our families and friends, you know, we come off the public stage and so on. But I think we need to keep in mind, too, that in today's digital world, and this is just, I'm just putting this out there for everybody. If you ever feel like you're going to run for a campaign, whether that campaign is political or not, even if you're going to run in your city or whatever, I think everybody needs to be mindful that whatever you say and act can is captured digitally. So even from nine or 10 years ago, they did have digital files, everything you ever posted on Facebook. I've been doing this for years now. And one of the things I've tried to do over the years, every time I'm going to say something, I ask myself, will you be able to stand by this in 10 years? Will you be able to be proud of yourself years from now? Right? And I think, hello, hi. (laughs) Right? And I'm just like, People don't, 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 hey, how are you doing? Shout out to you. And, and I don't think we, we're taking, uh, we're making sure that this happens. I, I think this young woman, she was only 32, so she might have captured a segment of the population that might have been disenchanted. And now the Republicans are anxious to regain that seat, so it's a toss of who is going to get the seat. But I think... I don't think she should have resigned. I wouldn't have given up without a fight. So what? I want to come out and, and say, yes, these were images that were done and taken uh, privately prior to her becoming an elected representative. I, I understand that maybe she feels embarrassed and compromised, right? And in her weakness, she probably said, I'm going to resign. You shouldn't have resigned, girl. But at the same time, if, you had a, if she, she had an inappropriate relationship, with a campaign staffer, that is wrong because that's a hierarchy of relationships. And if she's the more powerful person, she should not have. I, I don't know what's wrong with us today. I, I think this power scope has gotten to everybody. It, it, it seems like people who have power always want to exercise the power over others, right? And especially the people whom they supervise or the people who they feel that they have power over, they just want to exercise that power. They, they, they seem to get a kick out of it. Because of all the people she could have had a sexual relationship with, why are you going to choose someone who is defensive against you? Why are you going to choose someone who works for you? I mean, if we're criticizing men for doing that, why are you doing it as a woman? 
You see what I mean? And I think 10 years from now, when she matures a little bit and she looks back on this, she's going to hate herself because she damaged herself. And it shows a lack of self-discipline as well. It shows a lack of restraint. Listen to me, y'all. We all have, everybody has proclivities. There are days when, oh my God, things get to you so bad, you just let it rip. Right? But that does not mean that does not mean that you ha- that gives you the license to go and do it. You, you have to restrain yourself. You, you know, I remember when the sexual assault allegations against our congressman, uh, John Conyers, came out. You could tell that this happened early in his political career when he was less aware of the ramifications of his position. He knew he was the man and he was the, the powerful one, so he could do whatever he wanted. But you could tell that it lacked his foresight, that he couldn't see into the future that this would have come back at something that, you know, he wanted to do, that he would be embarrassed about. You could tell that. And now when you, you know, when you listen to this, the more you listen to this is the more you begin to realize that people really, really don't think. We get so, when, when our proclivities overcome us, we, we, we divest ourselves from the public image and get so involved in our private selves at the expense of our public image until we actually, actually lose it. And that, my friends, is the cookie on the cake. We, we've got to do better. I still think it's a double standard because she lost out on a men have survived. In fact, uh, the gentleman from North Carolina, Mark Sanford, or is it South Carolina, the, the, South, the Mark Sanford, Right, the, the governor from down south, from the Carolinas, one of them. I think it was North Carolina. He had an affair while he was in office with a woman, and he had been married. And his wife didn't know about the affair. She found out the same time the rest of us found out the affair. When her husband had written a letter to the woman he loved, and he used time, he used his position of of power. He took the woman on trips that were paid for by by the constituents and by the people of the state. And he stepped away from it, but he has re-emerged. He's re-emerged as someone who is is a possible contender. And this is what we're saying. Why is there a double standard for women as opposed to men? Why is it that a woman, if a woman is free to, if a man is free to explore his sexual proclivities, why is a woman not free to do the same? Why does a woman have to feel as if she has to pay the price for this, right? I'm looking at you folks on my Twitter feed. You all not saying Jack. You all not saying anything, right? Why are you all not saying anything? I want to hear what you have to say because I know you're tuning in because you all got to go look this up now, right? There were some photographs and the photographs were disturbing, right? I'm not going to talk about them. They're very salacious in nature, right? And it speaks to a lack of foresight on her part. She didn't manage herself well enough. You can't do that and have leave the evidence behind. You, there should be no photographs or no recording. It, 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 it's crazy to me. I think people today need to understand that if there is a cell phone, there's an activated microphone and an activated camera. So if you don't want, if you're going to do something that you are not proud of, shut the phone off. Don't have cameras anywhere, and especially today, when we all have uh, we all have digital cameras in our homes. 
because we tell ourselves that if someone were to come in, then we want to see them, right? But you're capturing digital photographs of you going in the fridge at 12 o'clock at night and eating from a jar, making a sandwich with mayonnaise. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Or we capture images of you going to the bathroom or images of you, God forbid, coming out of your sister-in-law's room in the middle of the night when your wife is asleep. Come on now. Right? We need to we need to manage ourselves better. She it's unfortunate for her. Her career is over and she had to resign. She is a victim of revenge porn. Her husband did do uh what he did. He he published the photographs without her consent. He was in them, so he published those, but there were others he wasn't in that he published. But it seems to me that when she decided that the relationship had ended was when everybody got mad and said, now nah, you're not going to get away with this. Ladies and gentlemen, be careful whom you hook up with. That's the message. Be careful whom you hook up with. As far as I'm concerned, if you're going to do stuff like that, you better do it with people who have as much to lose as you do. People out there having relationships with married men, a married man in a, in a powerful position who could lose his position because of an affair, if you're going to have an affair, you should have an affair with someone who has as much to lose as you do. That way, they are just as intense on those pictures and that affair not becoming public as you are. You have to manage yourself. You don't do, At 30, you don't know where your future is going to be. You don't know what's going to happen. Set yourself up so that will you be happy in, when you turn 42 and Katie Hill is writing a letter to her 32-year-old self. Oh, my God, the recriminations are going to be unbelievable. I kid you not, right? Unbelievable. So you got the advice, right? You got the word. You can't just, uh, it's not going to be enough for you to just do that, right? So this is our show. We've come to the end of the road for this show for today. Thanks so much for being a part of our discussion. Join me again tomorrow on Down to Earth as usual. Go to my website, harrykimmick.com, as well as go to subscribe and download to Harry Kimmick's podcast, Down to Earth, on Spotify, as well as on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thanks so much, everybody. Be blessed. Bye, Raven. See ya. See ya. Thanks so much. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.